This is a podcast by The Straits Times and Money FM 89.3. Regional Roundup with Leslie Lopez, regional correspondent with The Straits Times on Money FM 89.3. Money FM 89.3. Good morning. It's The Breakfast Huddle with Elliot Danker and Ryan Huang. It's time to turn our attention to stories from around the region. From Malaysia's ringgit downward trend to Indonesia's surprise ban on oil palm exports. And could Pietongtan Shinawat, the youngest daughter of former Thai Prime Minister Taksin Shinawat, be the next Prime Minister? It'll be interesting to see. Let's get some analysis on these headlines from Leslie Lopez, regional correspondent for The Straits Times. Good morning, sir. How are you? Good morning, Everett. I'm doing good. Let's uh, talk about things where you hail from, Malaysia's ringgit. According to analysts and economists, it's at its lowest level in 22 months against the US dollar. And it's expected to continue to trend lower for the next three to six months. In fact, the ringgit is out of stock and some money changes here in Singapore because now we can drive up, right? No issue there. What are the factors leading to this, man? I think it's both international and domestic. International, the ringgit is very tied to the yuan, the Chinese currency. And because of U.S. interest rates rising, these two currencies have fallen. I mean, it is quite difficult actually for Malaysia at this point to break away from or to try and defend the currency. I mean, central bank is trying to intervene, but it's like one currency trader told me, you know, the fall is just relentless and it's like, you know, trying to stop oncoming freight train, you know, so mm. it's really difficult. So people are talking about, you know, we're looking at, was this 4.36 at this point to the US dollar? We're looking at 4.4 now, you know. So that's going to happen. But, you know, there are also domestic issues, you know, um, concerns about politics, concerns about, you know, national debt, whole lot of other stuff. All of these things are combining to put pressure on the ringgit. And I think that pressure, like you pointed out, is going to continue for the next three to six months. And it's incredible, right? You look at the timing of it all. It's it's leading closer to another general election where these issues are definitely going to pop up again. Precisely, you know, and I think the government really is at its wit's end on how to deal with this. A lot, they're trying to do a number of things to shore public support. But, you know, this the weakening of the ringgit only brings a spotlight to all the internal problems Malaysia is facing today. Yeah, okay, we'll keep that in the rearview mirror and see if there's a correlation with this issue. Prime Minister Dato Sri Ismail Sabri Yaakob has pledged that there'll be no U-turns by the government over its decision on the 1,500 ringgit minimum wage. That's supposed to come into effect on May the 1st. Um, let's talk about the timing of this and, you know, bearing in mind the amount of issues and the amount of pressure that's on the government as well. How do you think businesses or how are businesses reacting to this? Well, businesses aren't reacting well to this. They're hoping the government will reconsider. But, you know, this wage increase that the government has promised is basically to tackle problems uh, faced by very, by the poor, ordinary Malaysians who are struggling with inflation problems, you know, inflationary pressures. Yeah. The prices have just skyrocketed. So I think the government sees the need for that minimum wage, which will be come into force on May 1st. But how much this will help I'm not sure because the price pressures are really something that is really a problem for ordinary Malaysians. So I think Ismail Sabri is trying to win votes, show that his government is caring for the problems faced by ordinary Malaysians. But 
how employers are going to deal with this is left to be seen. Yeah, I'm sure it, it can be argued that on one hand you're saying that he's trying to show that the government is, is dealing with this, but at the same time, I bet some people have said that, well, you're not really dealing with it, you're just handing the problem over to employers to pay this minimum wage. Precisely. <laughs> you know, so I think at this point in time, the government is trying to take as much credit where it can. Yeah. And, I, and you're right, that's exactly the case. Okay, well, they're trying to bring good news. At least maybe we might see some further easing of COVID-19 restrictions. Uh, I believe there's going to be an announcement later today. What do you know about this? Well, I think this too is to a large extent political. I mean, there's been this basically from the health ministry saying that look, we must move cautiously actually with this reopening and not give in too much. Yeah. You know, I think basic things like you know, the wearing of masks now, you know. Yeah. There have been hints that the police would stop uh, fining people for those who don't wear masks. Okay. And, you know, as you walk around Kuala Lumpur today, a lot of people are actually, you know, trying to keep away from wearing their masks, actually. You know, and right. it's quite common, actually. Right. So I suspect that with the Hari Raya uh, long break coming up next week, this is also probably engineered to try and win some kind of public support and say that, look, you know, we're easing, everything's back to normal for after two years. Everyone can actually return to their hometowns and celebrate Hari Raya. Already, you know, we're seeing shopping malls and bazaars basically packed because uh, everyone's getting into the mood for the festivities. And I think the Prime Minister is probably going to announce some goodies for all these guys in the form of more relaxation sites. Okay, we'll be looking forward to those announcements later today. Let's head over to Indonesia where there is a surprising ban on palm oil exports. I feel we keep talking about oil out of Indonesia for the past couple of weeks. Uh, Let's talk about the rationale and I think more importantly the kind of reaction that we're seeing from the people and the markets. Well, you know, Indonesia decided to ban basically um, processed palm oil which contributes towards cooking oil and all these kind of other stuff in Indonesia where they're facing shortages. And I think... We've talked about this in previous programs about mm. how the potential of this creating uh, social unrest. And I think clearly this is basically to deal with all those potential problems. You know. How much the, the bad is going to do, it remains to be seen in Indonesia whether the government can actually rein in the cartels that you know, control the, the supply of cooking oil, mm. especially the unbranded cooking oil. But you know, internationally, this is going to have a major impact. You know, uh, prices will, uh, will rise, for, for one. The second largest producer after, I mean, the largest producer after Indonesia is, is Malaysia. And here, the, the markets uh, and the industry, they're suffering from shortage of workers. You know? yeah. So even if prices go up, I don't think the employment prices faced by uh, people in the sector will be dealt with. Even the minimum wage is not going to help. Mm. So I think we're going to see pressures on, on prices and Indonesia's decision to ban. I think they're looking immediately to deal with domestic concerns. It is going to be very interesting to see how this thing plays out. But clearly, it is a major issue in Indonesia. Major yeah, for sure. Analyst warning of uh, heightened risk of social unrest, exactly. pressures even for political change, and that's been going on for a while. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Leslie Lopez, regional correspondent for The Straits Times, on the line with me this morning. This podcast is available on our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Like us and rate us. And now, back to our podcast episode. 
let's uh, turn our attention to Thailand and talk about the Shinawat family. The youngest daughter of the former Thai Prime Minister Thaksin Shinawat, Pietong Tan Shinawat, uh, was the star at the Pio Thai General Assembly over the weekend. Okay, wait. So if I'm in a position, I'd be looking at uh, her father and her aunt, uh, Inglak, uh, who's living in exile right now. What kind of uphill battle is she looking at if, you know, she's even thinking about running for PM in the future. This is kind of uh, shaping up to be some kind of dynastic politics, actually, in Thailand, <laughs> too, right? Okay. Yeah. So, and I think the George's long-term plan is really for the father and the aunt to basically be able to return to, to Thailand. And that only will happen if the Poi Thai, their, their party, comes to power and the coming elections. Clearly having the daughter in a key position in the party will certainly help that campaign. Mm. And I think this is that long-term campaign towards that goal. And, you know, their presence cannot be underestimated, especially the Shinawat family in Thai politics. Their money, a lot of finances behind them, which is crucial in any kind of political contest. And she's someone clearly to be watched. She's She's emerged as a rising star in, in the party, in the recent party congress. And I think she's someone to be watching Thailand's very, very, at this point, fractured political landscape. Yeah. And you can't rule out because of that dynasty and that name, right? That Shinawat name. It, it, it gives them more yeah. of an advantage than a disadvantage, even yes. though there's so much stories well, behind it? Exactly. And, you know, people in Thailand, they are disillusioned with party yeah. politics, yeah. with the military and everything else. So everyone's looking for something fresh, you know, and probably she's, She's going to be the person to provide that. Yeah. Fresh yet familiar at the same time. Interesting. Uh, Leslie Lopez, regional correspondent for The Straits Times, on the line with me this morning. Leslie, appreciate your time as always. You take care and stay safe, yeah? Thank you, man. The Asian Insider Podcast channel is also available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Like us and rate us.